Hello and welcome to episode 91 of TLDR Podcast, the episode that has yet to have a name because Tyler usually figures out the name after the recording is done. So you'll know the name before we do. Um, Crazy. Yeah, it's actually 91 before we started recording. Trayden thought it was 81. Idiot. Come on, it's bro. It's 91. Come Lock on, it in. I'm, I think he still might be hungover because he was pretty hungover yesterday. Ooh. This dude. Actually, I wasn't by the time you me. <laughs> but yeah, he was still not himself. He was still a little, I'm going to wait to eat kind of thing because, you know, his Ooh. stomach was kind of iffy. Trayden, uh, <laughs> Trayden had a good weekend, I think. How was your weekend, bro? Yeah, it was good. Um, I mean, Kylie had a few friends over on Saturday night and we I watched the Oilers get drubbed by the uh, Calgary Flames, which was fun. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> Wasn't that like a high scoring game? Uh, yeah, it was nine to five. Yeah, so yeah, nine to five. So 14 goals scored. Um, not Damn. quite as crazy as um, the game yesterday. I don't know who it was, but Red, the Red Wings let in 11 goals against. Oh, it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh scored 11 goals. <laughs> the most we've seen, I'm going to say like 20 or 30 years. Like <laughs> that's, that's insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good weekend, man. Um, How many did the Red Wings score that game? Two. Two. So 13. And then your game was also 13. Wow, no, ours is 14. Oh, so yours is more exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very back and forth, except for the la- the third period. And at that point, you know, the 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 flames made us look like the the little kids that we are compared to them. That's what happens, oh. man. They're a better team. I mean, like it is. There we go. <laughs> he seems very happy, by the way. Just a ray of sunshine talking about the others. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm okay. I'm okay. We're, we're, it's not like man. it's not like fire. It's not like a, it's not like it's a terrible. You know, they're not. We're not terrible. It's just. We just aren't as good as the best teams in the league. It's just that simple. Did you move them down one and then your power rankings went from 14 to 15? Yeah, they got moved down. Based on that performance, um, and the King, the Kings were kind of like in the, the Kings and Oilers are just in this uh, you know, battle of attrition here. We're, we're gonna be seeing each other in the playoffs. It's, it's almost a, it should be a really, really, really fun series in that in it that round. Be. So that'll be a good one. It will you guys should watch every single game with each other and then fight. Yeah, we're gonna hate each other. Yeah, my dad and I are actually pretty excited because we can at least go to one playoff right, game. Probably yeah. that'd be cool. <laughs> so <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah. So the Kings and the Oilers, the Oilers are Trajan's team, obviously, and the Kings are Tyler's team. Tyler, I have no idea how your weekend went, bro. Like you were probably working and doing some boring ass shit. Mm. Am I right? Or am I? Right? Uh, I was. I was up uh, near San Jose. Um, got Santa Clara University with the, with the baseball team. Um, yeah, so I was up there traveling. On, lost, on long bus rides and and just grinding out that uh, that travel life, life on the road, man. It's fun. I do I, I do enjoy getting out of, of LA every once in a while. So it's nice to kind of just see a different city, different place. Um, but it certainly is a grind. So I'm really happy that I have off days on Mondays, especially after travel. So uh, yeah, but yeah, it was always it's always fun to go travel and see different places. Yeah, it's true. It's like a whole new world out there. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna get right into it here. We're gonna go with hockey to begin because that's the only mm-hmm. sport that's really in season so we're going one plus one plus one we're going back to that format with trading trading tell you bro yeah we're we're back um and actually there's gonna be two numbers just because the one number is kind of like it, it's just not much to talk about it's, it's, mostly so it's gonna be one like plus one plus two yes there yes um Equals we're four. gonna start it, look it, it was an interesting week uh, in the NHL, we, we saw the fallout of the trade deadline. We saw these, you know, we saw players kind of join their teams and and already start to make impacts. Hampus Lindholm looks really good in Boston. 
really, really good. Um, so James, I know you're a Boston, Boston fan now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's matching up with, uh, Charlie McAvoy quite it, 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 like instant chemistry, which is cool to see. Um, you know, a cu- cu- couple other, a couple other, um, interesting things we saw, we saw a trade kind of fall apart and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, and, and we saw what is rounding out to be our hockey fantasy playoffs. We have one more week left. Okay. Three people, as I mentioned last week, there's three guys that are actually one girl. So two guys and a girl that are locked in. Kylie's locked in in her first spot. James and Ryan, I don't know. I don't know who you are, Ryan, but you are vying for second place this week. James, you're vying for second place as well to see, you know, kind of seating. It doesn't really matter because you'll play each other anyway. So who really gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you're fighting for home ice advantage in fantasy hockey as if that's a actual. Yeah, because that, that makes it. That, that's sense. a huge, huge buffer. Yeah, it's huge. You know, you want you want that fan. You want that. You, know, you want those fans there. Yeah. Okay. I have I have a I have a preposition proposition proposition. There we go. In hockey, I think, or any playoffs for any fantasy sport, if you get home field advantage home court advantage home ice advantage in the playoffs i think you should be given like a a percentage of a point buffer for mm-hmm. being at home so like maybe it's a five percent buffer of a of the average week and see how much that would help you that'd be, be kind of cool that's the reason why you want to get first and second in hockey or basketball or football yeah because you get that, a five percent buffer that definitely gives mm-hmm. that definitely gives you a little bit of help um because you really don't, that's the point <laughs> Yeah, you really don't get actually you, sh- you should definitely do that for you could even make the percentage even higher for other, you know, for the first place team against the fourth, because you work so hard to get that first spot. And you see a lot of times, especially in football, actually, I think football is the worst of it. The first place player. I mean, it, don't be surprised if you're getting upset. I mean, James did. Um, yeah, I lost by three points. If I had a five you know percent buffer, I would have won. <laughs> and, and and for me and I and this is getting to my second point there. Uh, I guess five of us, well, actually five of you guys have been eliminated. It is down to Michael Weitzman. I still don't know who you are. Um, <laughs> please show your face and, Reach and out. make yourself known. Um, and myself, um, it, it comes down. It's coming down to this week. I play Alex. So Alex, just forget that fantasy hockey is a thing and just don't set your lineups. And uh, <laughs> Michael Weitzman plays James. James, dude, I, I need you to win or I'm done. Like I can't even get in with the points. So you have to win. I have to win. And then I will round out the, uh, the fourth spot and I will play my fiance in the first playoff uh, in the first round of the playoffs. That's what everyone wants. The world. It, actually, it. it's not what I wanted because I was like, I wish you, I wish you would have lost the couch so that we, so that we would have played each other in the finals. Then we get all the money, mm. you know, now that is, that's a good point. You know, Did we pay for this league. Yeah. It's 20 bucks. So it's yeah. not much. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta re- look up to my Venmo history and see who hasn't paid me yet. <laughs> anyway, I um, just, I just want to keep everyone abreast of what's going on in fantasy hockey. Uh, um, someone who lives here in my house gets very mad that I don't bring it up. So, moving on to the, to, to the actual stuff that to, for, to actually matters to to everybody here, and that is my one plus one plus one. It's actually two. Plus two, excuse me. <laughs> uh, my my good my good thing this week. Um, I want to talk about the Norris Trophy race, uh, and I think we all can agree. I don't care who you are. There's not. I mean, there might be some dark horse out there, but I think we're gonna agree. We can agree that it's really coming down to two players: Kel McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche and Roman Yossi of the Nashville Predators. I'm just gonna throw this right out there. Uh, these two players have been 
electric. Um, I mean, no, no surprise. I mean, your Roman Yossi has been the c- captain for the Nashville Predators for, for many, many years. And he continues to show that age is not a thing. He's 31 years old, which doesn't seem like very like, like a lot, but you know, when, when you're, when you're against players like Kale McCarr, who's, you know, 23 years old for, you know, f- fresh, fresh, uh, uh, you know, in his third season, you're playing, you're playing against people who are, are these players that are spring chickens, as we say, you know, they're a lot faster. They, they, uh, and the game's moving in a direction that, that, you know, is blowing some players by and not, not for Roman Yossi. Um, and, and it's quite, it's quite amazing to see. And then on the other side, you've seen Kale McCarr at such a young age, be such an absolute necessity for that Colorado avalanche team. Um, his 200 foot game is, 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 is incredible. Um, I guess I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to straight up ask, ask you, James, if you were, if you were to vote, who's your, who's your Norris trophy, um, uh, winner this year. See, this is, this is a very, very tough question to answer because they're both really great players. And if you look at their stats, their stats are eerily similar. Uh, Roman Yossi has more points overall because he has a little bit more assists, uh, but Kim McCarr has more goals. Um, time on ice is pretty much the same, about 25 per. Um, and I've watched a lot more of Kim McCarr because I've lot, watched a lot more like Western hockey as opposed to like, I don't really watch Nashville too much. Uh, it's just they don't pop up, you know. But my vote has to go with Roman Yossi. Reason being, he's putting up spectacular numbers right now with a lesser team. The majority of his points are coming off of assists. And he has less people to give the puck to than Kale McCarr does with the Avalanche. Let's be real, man. Like, the Avalanche are stacked. They're lines one through four, all going to be really good. When you have a team that good, it's going to be a little bit easier to just move the puck up and hopefully you get a goal within two passes. And that happens a lot. Yeah. On the other side with Nashville, yeah, Roman Yossi moving the puck, getting into the offensive zone, doing his thing out there because that's what he needs to do to make this team succeed. And he's making that huge playoff push right now. The Nashville Predators are making the push. They've won like the last like six games or something like that. I can't remember. But in the last eight, in the last five games, he's put up eight points. And this team is rolling. He is a main proponent to why this team is doing so well. And he's trying to make his team get a good spot in the playoffs. And that's exactly what he's doing. And Roman Yossi deserves this trophy now because of what he's doing. And it, it's crazy to say that I'm voting against Kale McCarr, who is the future of NHL defensemen. But Roman Yossi deserves this flat out. Tyler, where do you stand? I mean, do you, do you agree with James in, in, in taking the quote-unquote old guy? Or, 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 or do you think James is missing something here? Uh, James, I see your Yossi, but I'm going to raise you a McCarr. Um, Ooh, and and so here's why. So I I like I like what you said, um, but I think I'm gonna kind of flip the logic there a little bit. And I think it's almost more impressive when you're the leader of a great team versus leader of a bad team. When you're a leader of a bad team, everyone's he's much, not the leader. Okay, the highest point score, right? He he he's on a Nashville Predators team that doesn't have a lot of depth scoring wise. Which yes, that's that's impressive because the other team's gonna just pretty much attack you the whole time, and you're still putting up numbers. That's awesome. But also, your team's going to be feeding you the puck more because you're the only guy that can really make those kind of plays. Makar is on, a, on an avalanche team that has so much depth, and there's so many guys that can score. And he's the one pretty much leading that the facilitation of everything and leading this great team to its heights. So you have, you have a great team and the player that's, that's the catalyst of that, and that's Makar. Um, and I think, yeah, um, Yossi has more points, which, you know, if we're talking off, off, best offensive defenseman, you think the most points would win it? That would be the, the, the easy answer there. But I think Makar just the, the the play overall is, is is just better. I think he's I think he's also a slightly better defenseman than Yossi is. 
Um, I know that doesn't really necessarily matter as much with this kind of voting, but I, I do think when it's, it's when it's so close like this, I think you have to take those things into consideration. Um, also, Yossi has won the Norse before, correct? Uh, yeah. Or has he not? Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I was, I was kind of looking at that, the history of, of, of the Norse and stuff, and I feel like the re repeat winners aren't as common with that. Um, I could be wrong about that, but um, I feel like as far as the voters go, they're going to reward a guy that, 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 that hasn't been there before. Um, and that is basically back-to-back -back seasons because he could have easily won this won this last year too. Um, mm -hmm. And he's, he's putting up a second consecutive great season. I feel like they're going to re reward that. Do you forget that the Norris Trophy is for defensemen, Tyler? Yeah. Right. No, and I so don't, like, I don't forget, but I know that. Typically, <laughs> typically, the point man for an offense will be your center for the most part. And so having – you can't really attack uh, whoa, whoa, a defenseman. Whoa, 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 what? Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about now? <laughs> Not necessarily. Easy. But yeah, but okay, the, the fact of the matter is, is like defensemen will push the puck forward. Yes. And then we'll go from there. And then they won't really attack. They won't sit in the offensive zone and really wait for the puck to cycle back as much as a centerman or a forward would. And so, yeah, you can like stick and attack Yossi or Kale McCarr all you want, but they really aren't the ones pushing the pace. They're giving an outlet pass and you're hoping for the best. I mean, I think and so like you I can like, you can sit back, you can sit back and like attack Roman Yossi all you want, but once he passes it forward and gets it to a, a forward, you're now relying on your forwards to produce and get points with a no. better team. Your stats will be inflated, yeah. AKA the abs with a worse team, like the predators, he has to really work for that shit, man. He's really got to push that offensive zone and got to get up there and make extra passes on top of the, just the one pass. I think, I, I think that is the point that I was going to take James of uh, is, is the, is the possession exits out of the zone zone exits to me are a big, big thing. And I'm not, and I'm the, the crazy thing about this argument is to say that Roman Yossi has been a better zone uh, has better zone exit uh, stats than Kale McCarr is crazy because Kale McCarr is like maybe second or it's where he's right there. You know, he's, 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 he's great. But the, 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 the one thing, that I, you know, offensively, I think they're pretty, they're almost a, almost a wash. I mean, besides Roman Yossi's 25 points in 11 games since March 1st, that was as of the 24th, which is insane. Uh, I mean, as a whole offense is a wash defensively. I actually probably agree with you, Tyler, in that I think he is a better defenseman, which is actually a very important part of this whole, you know, this whole argument in that he is a great 200, 200 foot player. The one thing that I'm going to that I'm going to say, and I think this is very similar to what James was saying, is I think that strength of team matters. And you look at and you look at Colorado; they're the best in the West. They're they're arguably one of the best teams in the NHL. And Kale McCarr is 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 of his status, which you know that that, that is amazing. That that's that's fantastic. But he he's he's really running the show on the back end there for a team that is absolutely amazing, both in net, offensively, defensively as a whole. You know, it, it makes it a lot easier for you to get, you know, solid defensive and offensive numbers. On the other hand, Roman Yossi has a, is, is playing on a team that is borderline not a playoff team. I mean, they're fighting for that playoff spot and he's putting up these numbers and he's he's moving the moving the puck up ice, as James mentioned, and uh, and is being such a beast on the on the back end that is keeping his teams in games like he's he's running his team in a different in in, in a in a. It, they're just different teams. And I think, and I think that um, we, uh, that may be appreciated at the very end of this. Now, with that said, 
you could argue that this is a coin flip and that's why we're having this argument. Right. Um, but I do, I guess I want to throw it back at Tyler. I'm like, does the, does the strength of team matter for you or, or, or are you still firm in that, you know, Kale McCarr is, is, is a younger, but more, you know, maybe stronger defenseman, uh, you know, defense, defensively, yada, yada. Uh, what are your thoughts after that? Yeah, I, I think, I think it plays a part. Um, I don't think it's, you know, I, I guess, I guess when it's so close like this, you have to, I think those things come to light more brighter. Cause I, I just think it's, it's such a razor edge of difference. And so I think the biggest difference between the two is really the team they're playing on. And I, I think that is the biggest difference, right? You, you, you have it, you have a Makar that's on the best team in the league versus a, a Yossi who's on a team that's, you know, scratching and calling to try and make a playoff spot. Right. So the, 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 the gap between the teams is very different, but I mean, if, if, if it's an individual ward, you want to reward the individual, but, but you also have to consider the, the team they're on. Of course you do. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it, it, it's a huge deal. I don't necessarily like when a lot of um, leagues, you know, reward or will give the tiebreaker if it's a close to, if just because they're on a better team, I don't think that's necessarily the right way to go about it. I do understand that it should play a role and a factor in your decision um, for that. But to me, like the, whether or not he's on the avalanche or he's on the Ottawa senators, like, I don't really, it, you know I mean? If, if, if he's putting up great numbers and, you know, he's doing it consistently against every team in the league, that to me is what matters. Like, are, are you, are you, are you putting up these points against uh, the, the lowest team in the league? And are you also putting up like, against the best team in the league? Or are you, are you doing, doing it consistently? That's what matters to me. I mean, I don't, I don't think the, 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 the team performance is a very small percentage of w- what I would put into my thought process of that. James, any, any, any last thoughts on this one? You mentioned that it's not just necessarily a team award. It's an individual award, but just looking at straight numbers, Roman Yossi has a better individual numbers. In terms, of, in terms of points, right? In terms of points, yeah. Possession, possession numbers, to, to Tyler's point, are in favor of Kale McCarr. Um, whether that's, oh, would, you rather uh, have, would you rather have points or would you rather have possession? Probably possession. Because that's so you'd that's rather hold the puck for stat. all sixty minutes as opposed to winning. If you hold the puck for sixty minutes, the puck ain't going in your own net. I mean, that that's why those possession numbers are so important, right? Uh, and that's and that's why I I've really come to to look at those numbers a little bit heavier than I ever used to. It's still an eye test thing, and to be honest with you guys, this this. This is we could argue this till we're blue in the face. It's going to be so close, but can we all agree? This what what I'm about to say here is, it's one of these two for sure, right? Like there's no one else that even comes close, right? At this point, nah. James, what about Victor Hedman? That see, here's the thing: Victor Hedman could always be could always be considered for this award, always. And actually, I think that that that, that, that that's a great point, but. I, I just think this year, I think, I think the other two, very similar to how Adam Fox was last year, he just pushed above everybody else. The, the, these two are just pushing above everyone, everybody else. Is Victor Hedman going to be in the, in the top five? 100%. I mean, for sure. It's, and he always will be. And he always will be. But I, I ju- he just doesn't quite have the, the, the numbers to, to support this. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I think I have to think it's going to be one of these two, but Victor Hedman is probably the closest or, or Adam Fox. Adam Fox is always going to be, is now always going to be there. He's, he might be the ne- the next best thing. Don't you miss him? They should be like the Brett Burns award. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't Brett Burns win this like multiple times? 
Yeah, the thing, and he only did that because he had massive offensive numbers. Defensively, Brent Burns is so bad. So so you're saying that you're saying that if you have great offensive numbers, be shit at defense, you can win this award. (laughs) No, that's true. But if you but but your if your defensive numbers suck, then you're not then uh, you're getting walked, and you're having to make up for it in just straight offense. These other two don't have to do that. I mean, they 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 could they could pull off the breaks offensively and and still keep the puck out of the net, keep the puck on their stick, move the puck up ice. Um, and uh, that's the ultimate question: is are we going to move this award to the best offensive defenseman, or is it the best all all around defenseman? Is it what? It, what how would you describe it? Isn't it the best offensive defenseman? Nope, it's not. It's, not. it's the best. De- it's the best all around defenseman in the NHL. So all right. <laughs> There we go. Uh, Greatest all-around ability in the position. Whatever that means. And that's what we're arguing. That's what we're arguing. So I, I, I that's why I don't understand how Brent horse. Burns got it. I, I mean, maybe I guess to your point, James, he scored so much that he didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh that was great. Uh, we will move on. We'll move on to the bad thing. This is this is not really gonna be much of a uh, of an argument, but I just want your guys' thoughts on this one. The trade that wasn't or was supposed to, but didn't, I guess. Um, Evgeny Dadanov from the, from the uh, um, Vegas Golden Knights was traded to James's Anaheim Ducks in exchange for two basically LTIR contracts in uh, Ryan Kessler and, oh God, I forget the other one, but no one really cares. Um, at the end of the day, it got, uh, here's what happened. So, it found we found out the, the the Vegas Golden Knights got their or sent in their trade to the to what the hockey they call Hockey Central Registry. That's kind of like the main hub where all these trades go through and it gets approved. Yada yada yada. I don't want to bore you guys with all those details, but it was it was approved by 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 Central Registry. And all of a sudden, once the once Dadanov's agent and and Dadanov found out about it, he was like, "Well, what the what the hell?" Anaheim was on my ten team no trade no trade list. And so to give you guys some, some, uh, some context early in July of this year, uh, the, the Ottawa senators sent off, um, Dadanov to Vegas. Um, and, and he, and Vegas was not on the no trade list. So, uh, but, uh, Dadanov needed to, needed to submit his 10 team tro- no trade list to Ottawa senators by July 1st. He definitely did that, even though it sounds like there was some miscommunication, whether, um, Ottawa had, you know, provided it to, uh, to, to, to uh, to Vegas, but since the Vegas wasn't on that list anyway, it, you know, it, it, it the trade just went through. No, no questions asked. Um, and here we are, we, we, we get, we fast forward, we, tr- we get it. We have trade deadline. Didanoff's told that he's going to Anaheim and he's like, no, what the fuck? I'm not. He stands up for himself. And basically um, it, it's proven that he did submit his no trade list on time. And the NHL basically gave him the right, you know, honored the right that he had to not go to Anaheim. Um, James, you kind of brought this up uh, initially. Like he's like, oh, this trade might actually might not happen. And, and, and the thing is, is kind of a you know, very important move for the for the uh, for the uh, Golden Knights at this point, because I don't know how the fuck they're going to feel the te- feel their full squad because they're they're way up against the cap. What is your initial what was your initial thought and what is your initial thought after kind of reading about this whole um, thing? Like, what, 
what what did what do you make of all this? How does a big mistake happen like that? It's it's like it's check your sources like <laughs> before you finalize a trade and make it public to the world. Um, it's not like this trade was leaked by anybody. It was literally said by the teams. It wasn't like uh, Scheffler like breaking Tom Brady's news before he wanted to retire. That's not the case. It was literally the teams that said it. And so the agreement had been set in place and everybody had agreed to it. Boom, done. But how does this happen without checking probably like one of the top five important things there is to check about a trade where a person does not want to go. And this dude only had 10 teams on that list, man. And it's like, there's 22 other ones that you could have chosen from Just make sure he's not on that 10 and they couldn't do that. How does that even happen? Like double check your sources before you make something public. But other than that, suck it Vegas. You're not making the playoffs. (laughs) You'll be surprised. So there is no centralized database that the trade that the trade or the, the, the no trade list go to it's own. It's strictly between teams and the agents. And you think like, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they make that? Why wouldn't they send that to a central, you know, central hub so that the information is, is, is there so that the central registry can check it. Oh, Anaheim's not on here. You can't make this trade. Sounds like they just don't, they just want the least amount of people to have access to that information because if it's leaked, it just changes the dynamic of how a team, how a player might be viewed or, or it just kind of violates that kind of whole thing. But it seems to me to, to, to easily fix this is to just make it a very secret, not, not really secret, but you can make it a, a um, you know, safe central registry that, you know, those, the, tr- the, the no trade list kind of get filed into so that this doesn't happen again. It's such, it seems like or, such an easy fix. Or you could literally just tell the Donna of like, Hey, bro, we're going to trade you to Anaheim before telling the world. If he See, told that, him before that, he could have been like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I can't go there. So yeah. it's on my list. So maybe don't take me there because you can't do it instead yeah. of telling the world first. Yeah. You so should respect the player anyway and tell them straight up before the world knows. You 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 could say that. You also could throw you could throw it back at Ottawa and say, why the hell did you not move the why, why the hell did you not move that trade list on to Vegas? Who ne- who it's still active for? <laughs> like both teams seem like they were just they did not know what the fuck was going on. Vegas is in de- is in desperation mode. So. They are just going to do whatever they want. They have they we've they've proven they have no respect for players. That's that's clear. I mean, every single player that was almost every single player that was part of that expansion draft is now gone, and it's just because they don't give a shit. Um, and I guess this leads me to my question to you, Tyler. You know, uh, first of all, I'll, I'll let you uh, if you have any thoughts on the on the whole trade debacle. I want I want to hear those, but. What the fuck is Vegas going to do? I mean, they, they have way too many guys on LTIR, namely um, Eichel, that's going to be coming back. How And Mark Stone. How the fuck do they bring these guys in? What we have here is a failure to communicate uh, by a bunch of different teams and people. And it, it's, it's just a mess. Um, it's, it's pretty bad. Of course, Ottawa's involved. Fuck that franchise. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> So that, that right there is just bad. Um, but then you got to feel bad for, for Anaheim because they traded for this guy and it's on, and it's, it's, they're one of 10 teams on his no trade list. And you gotta be like, Ducks fans are gonna be like, the hell you don't, you don't want to come to Anaheim. I mean, Orange County, we got Laguna beach. We don't, got- don't come here. Don't, hey, do don't, you don't, you don't want to see Shohei up and up in action. I don't know. 
seems cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's a, that sucks for Ducks fans to just kind of just be completely just ghosted like that. Uh, brutal. But and then, yeah, Vegas is pretty much screwed because they, they made this trade to get some cap space off. I mean, I don't know what else. Can you just cut guys? But I don't think that works because you still have to pay them. So the trade deadline's gone. I don't know what the fuck you do. They're fucked. I mean, you t- talk about a major mistake on there and not following up with their information. I mean, no trade clauses aren't exactly uncommon. Like they, these, no. these things are common, not just in hockey, but with a lot of other sports. Um, you got to double check your sources to make sure that this guy doesn't have a no trade clause somewhere from, you know, he's been on multiple teams. If there's not a centralized hub, make your own centralized hub and make sure you get all that information. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, Vegas, Vegas, this kind of sums up Vegas this season, right? It's just, it's just not going well on, on all aspects on the ice and the front office, just all of it is not, not going great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at Vegas at this point, man, you just, at this point, you have like, well, we obviously fucked up this year. Uh, we're not out of it, but this is, but this is the team we got. So shit, man, hopefully you know, it works I- out. I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas purposely went out and hurt Evgeny Dodonov to the point where now he goes on LTIR. <laughs> so it would be the exact same thing. He's not, he's off the books. You know, you know, what's funny. You know, what's funny is he comes back to the team on Thursday. He won them the game in overtime in a game that they absolutely needed to win, which was, and, and with the cool thing was all the players on that team gave him, you know, gave him all the love that he, uh, he deserved. He went through, you know, you go through a lot when, when all that happens, but um, so that was pretty cool. I don't, know how they're going to do it um a couple things um to what you said tyler um how what they could do um even though it is past the trade deadline they you can still make trades but the player get that get, gets traded simply can't play the rest of the season so the, so that makes it tough for a team like arizona who would maybe do it to to um you know to help give them the the cap space they need look no one owes vegas anything so i, I don't know how they're going to have to sweeten that up i don't know what's what it's going to take but basically if Tadanov went to, to Arizona, he would just not be able to play. So that makes it tougher for Arizona to be like, okay, well, I can't even get a player that, that plays with me this year, even though it really doesn't matter because they're out. Um, maybe they can sweeten up the deal or maybe the, even the NHL is like granting a, a, an exception given the, given the huge miscommunication, the Ottawa senators didn't get any punishment for all that. So, you know, maybe, maybe the NHL is nice. I don't know. Um, another thing you ask why you wouldn't want to go to um, Anaheim. My guess is all the California teams were on there and there's one big word that starts with a T and that's why no teams want to come mm-hmm. here. And that's mm-hmm. taxes where we have the highest state tax in the league besides Canada. So that's why t- teams are either having, you know, all the ca- Canadian teams on their tr- no trade and the, and the California team. So um, James, don't be sad. I'm sure he had LA and, and San Jose on there too, but he would have been a care. great player to join to. your team. He would have been a fantastic player to join your team. And I think you guys would have, um, would have welcomed him and, and he would have made a difference. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that the rules are going to be changed. It was, it was quite interesting to see, um, you know, that, that all occur. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Um, they, I guess before, before we move on, James, uh, are they making the playoffs? The Golden Knights making the playoffs? No, no, Tyler. No, uh, I said it last week. They're not, and I'm going to stick to it. Stick to it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we're, we're, you know, okay. That, if they don't make the playoffs, does it mean the Canucks make the playoffs? No, it I'll would probably Dallas. mean the Dallas Stars would make the playoffs. Oh, then go Stars. Yeah, hell yeah, go Dallas. That, v- Vancouver just can't get there, and they're, and they're, Good. And they're they have a tough schedule now. So, Good. As long as they don't make it, and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Um, okay. So a uh, couple numbers. Um, I'm going to ask a question for one number for each of you. 40. Uh, I'm sorry. He has more than this now. So I'm going to make sure I have my, my, uh, my numbers, right. Uh, as I bring that up, we'll move on. New York, New York Rangers goalie, Igor Shosturkin has a 936 save percentage this season and a lead over the next guy. Who's Jacob Markstrom. Uh, let's let's let, to put that in perspective. If Igor Shosturkin allowed a goal in each of his next 10 starts, he would still have a higher save percentage than Jacob Markstrom. So Tyler, how, imp- well, <laughs> is Igor Shosturkin worthy of the heart? Wow. Um, the first, last time a goalie got the heart was, um, uh, James's guy, Carey price in 2000, 2000- Fifteen. Uh, fact like check it. Um, but I will fact check it while, while you answer. I would. I'm gonna have to compare this to to how it is how rare it is for a starting pitcher to win uh, the MVP. It does happen, um, and it has to take an exceptional season for it to happen. Uh, but Igor Shashirkin, I fucking love that name. I just, I, I love seeing it every time. Um, <laughs> I'm he's please put up a heart worthy kind of season, especially for that team that you know the New York Rangers are definitely without him certainly not as good of a team um he he really has brought this team to be not just a, a winning playoff team but to a team that has a legitimate shot at coming out of the eastern conference and that that's that that says it a lot because there are a lot of other really really great teams in that conference and i i think i'm the, the rangers for me are dark horse to come out of that conference um and it's because of him so i mean yeah i would definitely consider him a heart worthy candidate for sure Love it. I, I, I think you give it to him. I know he had a couple, he had a couple um, starts here that he got pulled, but you have to think that, you know, putting, having a nine thirty six eight percentage guys is insane. Yeah. That is insane to, to put that in perspective. It was 2015 that, um, that Carey price won his heart and he had a nine thirty three save percentage. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and that was just an electric, uh, electric season. And also there wasn't, we, we didn't have the scoring that we do now. There's a lot of scoring this season, a lot, a lot, a lot of scoring. And, um, um, that you have to think that he should be in, in, in the, uh, in the mix there. He probably won't, it just probably won't happen, but, um, I do believe it should, because if that team wasn't, um, if that team didn't have Igor Shosturkin playing like he does, um, it would not be good. And another thing for everybody to, if they have, if they care to take a look at Igor Shosturkin's numbers against his backup, um, Alexander Gorgiev, the big difference there makes you really think that there's something with Igor Shosturkin. Because the t- you'd think that the team would keep him a little bit closer, but that is not the case. Uh, moving on to the scoring for James. This kid was born on my, um, it has the same birthday as me, so that I, I kind of like this guy. Um, Austin Matthews has 48 goals in, in um, 60 games. This is putting him on pace to, to score over 65 um, goals in a 82 game season. Obviously, he missed a few games. This, uh, he missed, I believe, five games a season, so he won't obviously get 82 game, uh, goals or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. 82 games. Um, but I wanted to ask you, James, is Austin Matthews going to get 58 or more goals? So I guess the over under would be 57.5. He has 48 that's, right now. That's he has 12 games. Uh, he has, t- uh, he, they have like 15 games left, I think, or seven goals, not points. Yeah, he does. And it's goals. Yes, I think he does. Like I said multiple times before, the Maple Leafs are literally just offense right now. 
Giordano went in there and helped a tiny bit, but not enough to really help them all that much. Peter Mrazek still in goal doing his thing because Campbell isn't healthy yet, I don't believe. Uh, so what's going to happen is that you really got to outscore your opponents. And with that comes Austin Matthews coming out of Arizona, playing in uh, Toronto, just doing his thing and lighting that world on fire offensively. He's going to keep doing his thing. He's going to keep scoring goals. And there's, that's all there is to say about Austin Matthews. That's what he does. Yeah, he's scoring at a 0.8 goals per game pace. That is unheard of. Um, he's This is probably some of the best scoring seasons we've seen in the modern era. To put some perspective into this, if he does get 60, the last time a player um, got 60 goals in a season was Steven Stamkos in 2011-2012, um, 10 years ago. Uh, that is insane. Um, so I, I think that he could reach the, I think he could reach the 58 he might even reach the 60 at this pace. Um, and, um, you know, he, he, the, the puck just seems to be going in the back of the net for him. Um, and, uh, you know, you gotta love Austin Matthews, even though he gets compared to Connor McDavid every step of the way. I, I kind of compartmentalize that. I look at Austin Matthews and I think he is such a stud. Um, and, um, I, I do wish, the of of the very few players on that team that I wish success for, Austin Matthews is definitely top of my list. There, um, that is all I have for the NHL this week. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, check out my power rankings. They kind of they were short this week, but you know, nothing much happened because teams are just kind of steady Eddie. Steady Eddie, interesting. Yeah, his power rankings are cool. Uh, we get an average of a decent amount of readers on there, so that's great. Short and sweet this week. And that was Trayton's section of one plus one plus two. That equals four. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, Tyler's going to talk AL and NL Central Division previews. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. American League and National League Central Division previews. Last week was really fun. We did the Eastern teams. And like I was talking to Tyler and Trayton before, I don't really know too many Central teams because they kind of suck. So here we go. Let's do a division before. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to start in the National League Central. Um, we're starting with the defending division champions, the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I mean, this Brewers team, they're known for their start. They're, they're very strong starting pitching. They had Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns last year. Both of them finished in the top five in Cy Young. Um, they're both going to be back um, th- this year. They have great pitching. They got Josh Hader there in the back end of the bullpen. I mean, this team pitches extremely well. Kind of one of their weaknesses last year was their offense. They did add Andrew McCutcheon and, and Hunter Renfro to their outfield. Uh, Christian Yelich had a really, really bad year last year. We'll see if he bounces back this year. It's um, a bad two years, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's true. He's, he's been declining a little bit in the last couple of years. Um, so the offense, you know, still a little bit hit, hit, hit and miss there, pun intended. Um, but we'll see how they do here in 2022. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals uh, rode a late season surge to make the, make the wild card spot last year. This is, a, this is a very young and talented team. Um, they, they've got some veterans there too. I think this team in general is pretty underrated. Um, so it'll be exciting. I think that Brewers and Cardinals race there for the top of the division is going to be really fun to watch. Then you got everyone else. You got the Chicago Cubs who are kind of going through a little bit of a, of, of, of a rebuild. You know, last year they traded Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. Um, they did add Japanese star uh, Saya Suzuki. Uh, so we'll see. Some of the times those Japanese stars turn out to be very good, a.k.a. Shohei Otani. Um, sometimes they don't turn out so great. So um, he is a, he's an outfielder, I believe. Um, 
in Japan, killed it. One of the best uh, players there in, in in Japan. So we'll see how uh, he does there here in the in the in the big leagues in the in in uh, sh- sh- Chicago. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, another rebuild year. They they're kind of boring. They suck. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds, a team that was very competitive the last couple of years, um, kind of going towards a rebuild as well. So they traded Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez, two of their huge bats. Um, not a very good pitching staff. They're okay. Uh, um, they got a couple of good arms, but that's really about it. Um, Nick uh, Cassianos is left in, in, in free agency. So um, not a very good team there either in, in, in Cincinnati. So really it's between the Brewers and the Cardinals here for this NL Central. Um, you know, a lot of people you know, I'm kind of looking at different previews and stuff. And, you know, the Brewers rightfully so, um, I think, are, are being picked to win this division uh, um, across a lot of predictions. But I don't know. I, I like this team in St. Louis. I think this St. Louis Cardinals team isn't getting enough love. James, do you agree or disagree with that? It's it's that's tough to answer and it's tough to say because on paper, this team looks all right. Like this team looks good, a good lineup, a good bullpen, good starting pitching. But then if you look deeper into the starting pitching aspect of it, you realize, hey, they don't have that much depth. And with Jack Flaherty still kind of recovering from a shoulder injury that takes your ace out of the question right there and this is the same thing that happened last year towards the end they ran out of starting pitching they're going to be relying on 40 year old adam wainwright he's good but he's also 40 years old he had a resurgent year last year but again father time was undefeated at 40 plus you don't have the same velo or control that you used to have and then you're the back part of your starting rotation you got two guys who pitched a total of 53 innings last year and Mike Malakis and Miles Malakis and Dakota Hudson. And then that's pretty much it. You're not – who else is going to pitch for them? If those guys go down and you're going to rely on two pitchers who've com- pitched a combined 53 innings, you don't really have much area for forgiveness here. And so what's going to have to happen is that that outfield who hits for power – oh, my God, that outfield of Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, and Dylan Carlson, they hit power, and they hit power hard. they got to go over, and they got to hit every single day and play to the best of their ability every single day. They can make that happen. They can kind of make up for that lack of starting pitcher there. We'll see. Steven Matz, he's also in that starting rotation. He had like an 8.4 or 9-something ERA last season. Like, you're really going to rely on that, dude? Like, it's – this Cubs team, this Cardinals team, is being placed right where they deserve to be second. Because this Brewers team is a little bit better. Uh, but the rotation, you can't rely on the rotation. If you don't have a good rotation, man, it's not going to, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. I think that's true. I think, uh, I think the, the, those are good points. They, they do need some guys to step up with, with, with their pitching for sure to be successful. Um, another Cardinals re- related um, news today, Albert Pujols is coming back to St. Louis uh, for one more year. He's announcing this will be his final season uh, and he's coming back where it all started in St. Louis um, to be the DH there and for, uh, for the Cardinals. So that's super awesome. Um, so, so this will be the final year of one of the greatest hitters to ever play the game. So, and the fact that he gets to do it back in St. Louis, I think is amazing. So that's another cool thing for the, for, for, for Cardinals fans to look forward to, uh, Traden, I'm sure you love that news and kind of what, 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 what's your thought on this, on the Cardinals team? Uh, you know, I, I think, I think I'm kind of, <laughs> James really laid it all out really well um and i and i think he i I think he's in thinking in the right direction of what i you know the way i see it and you know you 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 got they won 90 games on the back of um 
you know, Wainwright, Tyler O'Neill's, you know, was definitely their best, uh, their, their best hitter um, by far. Um, but you, you I, forgive me. I don't know how the inflection of his last name is, is pronounced Jack Flaherty. Flaherty. He missed a lot of time, you know, two months is a, is a lot of time, uh, you know, uh, to be injured and he just made 15 starts. Now, granted they made the playoffs, but we saw, we saw that that did impact them, you know, d- you know, throughout, throughout the season. And you have to think that he, his injury concern or, or, you know, his, his, his injury history is a concern. Uh, and he's currently, you know, he's currently already, injured and, and nursing a nursing an injury already. So with, without them, I just think the rotation is going to be, you know, to James's point is going to be just weaker than it needs to be to, to compete for that top spot against the Brewers. Now, that being said, you do have, you do have, um, you know, a strong, you do have a strong offense. You do have, and if, if the, the rotation can stay healthy, I think that they can make a push. Um, I just think that most of the prediction sites or, or the, the preview sites are kind of, um, handicapping them based on the question marks regarding the rotation and, you know, uh, you know, that, uh, and, and whether those, uh, th- that, that rotation is going to be available to you the entire season. Cause if it's not, I just don't know how you can compete with the brewers at this point. It's also tough. You're in a, you're in the, the NL it's that that's a tough in, even in the wild card. Cause there's a lot of teams, um, on the coast that are going to make it hard to even get in the playoffs for the way I see it. That's true. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you guys talked about Tyler O'Neill, but they got, they got two guys, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado too, um, that, you know, that. probably didn't have the best years last year that I think will definitely have a great year. I think uh, Flaherty is going to bounce back and, and have a good year. Um, obviously there's the huge question mark of health. You can say that for every pitcher, um, mm-hmm. but if this guy's healthy and he's on, he's one of the best young pitchers in the game. Um, so I don't know. I think the Cardinals, I think it's going to be a tight race. I mean, I, I think it's going to be decided by three games or less. Um, I think it's going to go back and forth all season. So I do, I'm going to pick the Brewers to win it by just a smidge um, because of that pitching. I think when it, when it, when it comes to, you know, two tight teams, I, I look, okay, who, who, who's got the better pitching staff? And that's clearly the Brewers right now. Um, they're probably the best pitching overall pitching staff in the, in the national league. Um and then real quick, I just want to talk about the uh, Cincinnati Reds real quick. Um, kind of surprising the moves they made recently. I thought this team was on the verge of being um, contenders, especially in, the, in this division. It's a good division, but it's not like you got a juggernaut of a team up there. Um, I think I think it's it's a winnable division if you add some um, add some pieces. The Reds really all they really needed was some 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 pitching help, and they were going to be a really really strong contender. Um, cause they, cause they could hit the ball. I mean, they were one of the best offensive teams in all of baseball last year. And even the year before that, um, they, they, you know, made the playoffs in that 2020 expanded field. Um, so I was a little surprised that they kind of started to clean house a little bit, getting rid of some of their, some of their top hitters there. Obviously, you know, Nick Castellanos leaves for, for, for free agency that happens. Um, Cincinnati isn't necessarily a go-to destination spot for, for, for free agents, but this is a proud franchise. Um, and I, I feel like they're, they're kind of just giving up here when they're on the verge of actually kind of making a run. Um, so I don't know, Traden, were you surprised the Reds kind of threw their hands up here? Or do you think that's just kind of how the nature of it is, it, it is for these, uh, small, these small market teams? Uh, you know, not knowing this team, I, I would have said, yeah. I mean, considering they, they 
played fine last season. I mean, they, they were, they, they had a rough end. They had a rough, you know, you know, down the stretch period, but the rest of it wasn't awful. So I'm not sure what they were thinking, but then you do, you do a little bit of reading and it sounds like the ownership in that, in that organization and the management in that organization doesn't like to spend money and they'll find any way to, 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 you know, restructure things, move, move guys out. Um, when things just aren't going the, the way they want. And I, and I believe the word that the management used was to prevent peaks and valleys. First of all, why would you want to prevent peaks? That's absolutely absurd. Like, I don't know why the fuck you'd want to hinder that. Yeah. But the valleys I maybe get, but it's like every team has to go through that, right? And, and you, have to, you have to create some consistency for your fan base. This is now, they did this, I believe in 2015, if I read right. And then they turn around, they build it up again, and then they tear it down when things were just starting to kind of go in the right direction. They're like, fuck this. We're, we, maybe did you not win fast enough? It just doesn't work like that. And, and for, for, a, for, an org, for a city, especially for a city that is very proud, um, you know, they just saw, they just saw their uh, NFL team take, you know, do something that was absolutely incredible and, 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 and quite frankly surprising to, to any of us. It's tough to see now the, the your baseball organization turn around and say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna punt this this season and maybe the next season, you know, down the road. Um, you know, it, it, it seems like they're more focused now. I know everything's focused on money, but it seems like that's all they're focused on. And you know what? Sometimes you have to look at your your organization and say, maybe we need to keep going and, and keep going for for a winning season because that's that's important. That's your money maker there. And so it doesn't sound like we should be surprised because this is what just fucking management does in Cincinnati. But here we are. Yeah, it is a shame. James, do you agree or kind of what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's like the management saw the writing on the wall and they were like, yeah, we're not going to do well this year. So let's blow it all up. I am surprised that they're still holding on to Joey Votto, though. I mean, he's the aging superstar of this entire organization. He's kind of the heart and soul of this thing. If you're going to give people away for less, like you might as well give him away because he's, he can still produce and get a decent trade value right now. He hit for power. His power came back last season. Like it was gone for like two seasons. His power all of a sudden came back. So it's like, might as well get rid of this guy while you can, if you're really trying to decide this rebuild. Cause if not, why are you holding on to the most influential guy on your team? And the, one of the oldest guys on your team, what's, what's the point of holding on to my knife for doing a rebuild? There's not one. So if you're really going to commit to that re- rebuild, trade yeah. this guy and get some assets. I mean, I'll that, say this: the fans are not happy, guys. No, I wouldn't be happy either, either way. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think, I mean, that'll be a, Joey Votto is going to be an interesting name to come trade deadline time. Um, I think if, if 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 this team is selling, a lot of teams are going to want a bat like Joey Votto. I mean, that 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 is a that is a veteran great bat that that can help a lot of teams there down the stretch. Um, and trading to your point, you know, prevent peaks and valleys. I agree. I think that's kind of a silly thing. Cause what, what if that peaks a world series championship? So what if you lose 110 games the next year, you've got a world series championship, might as well spend and go for it. Right. Um, so like I said, I, I think this team was just a couple of starting pitchers away from like actually contending and baseball, especially in the postseason, it can be a crapshoot, just like, just like a lot of other sports can. Like if you get in there and you got some, you got, you got like one or two, like really solid starting pitching, and you, you got a good bullpen and they already had the lineup. Anything can happen guys. So I, I was a little disappointed um, to kind of see them kind of clean house there. Um, so real quick, uh, NL central champions. I got the brewers trade. Who do you got? The brewers, James, uh, the pirates. 
I'm just kidding. Death of the Brewers. Death of the Brewers. <laughs> there we go. Brewers clean, clean sweep here on TLDR to win the NL Central in 2022. Moving on to the American League Central. Guys, this is the White Sox division. Like, let's be honest. There, there's really the White Sox and kind of these other teams are kind of just there. Um, there. There, there, there could be some surprises there, and, and, I'll, and I'll get in, in, into that a little bit, but kind of just to go through the teams, we got the Cleveland Guardians. That sounds really weird to say. This is the first year that, they're, that they switched from the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland Guardians. They got all the new logos, all that new merch, all that stuff going on. Um, you know, this is like a don't sleep on the guardians guys. I, I think this, this is a team that I think took a step backwards last year, but they still got a lot of great young pitching if they can stay healthy. And this is a team that can make a run. I think offensively they're a little weak, um, but don't be surprised if Cleveland makes a little bit of a run. Uh, then you got the Kansas city Royals. I think this team, like I said, there's nothing really that stands out. I think Whit Merrifield is an absolute study. I, I, I think he, he is one of the most underrated players in the game. Um, they could be decent. I don't think they're going to be shitty. I don't think they're going to make a, make the playoffs either. I think they'll, they'll just be okay. Um, the Detroit Tigers is a team where a lot of people are like, who? Uh, but I think this team should start to show signs of some potential. I think they've got a lot of young guys coming through, coming through their system. They signed Javier Baez. Um, so I think they're starting to figure out, like, I think we got maybe two or three years here where we might actually be able to contend. Um, so I think you should start seeing some steps forward with this franchise. I think close to a 500 record for this year for the Tigers is a realistic uh, goal for them. Um, so kind of look for them to kind of take a few steps forward. Uh, the twin, the, the Minnesota Twins, one of the most confusing teams I've seen in the last few years. They're, they're talks, we talk about peaks and valleys. I mean, the Twins define that. I mean, they're, they're all over the place. Um, they did add Gary Sanchez and did make that big signing of Carlos Correa. Uh, pitching wise, they're not very strong, not, not, not a whole lot of depth there. So I just feel like their pitching isn't going to be great, but I think that they will be competitive for sure. I think they'll, I think they will have a winning record. They just have so much talent there that should do well. I don't, like I said, they're not, they're certainly not championship caliber, but they should be a winning baseball club. Um, so real quick. Oh, and, and then the Chicago White Sox, of course, um, like I said, this is their division to lose. They just got to stay healthy. Um, they won 93 games last season. I, I could see that being bumped, um, bumped up by a couple of games this year. Um, so the White Sox last year, guys, won, won their division by 13 games. It was the largest division uh, margin of victory in the big leagues last year. Um, real quick, going around the horn, how many games did the White Sox win their division by this year? James, what do you got? 12. All right, just one to Gunder. Trading? Eight. Eight, okay. I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going to go – uh, 10. I think, I, I, th I think there's going to be some teams that are be, are, they're going to be a little more competitive, but like I said, I don't think this division's even close. It's pretty much the white Sox and everybody else. James, you look confused. Well, you, you were just, when you talked about the twins a second ago, mm -hmm. you were like, Oh, they're built to actually win. You could have said the same thing last season and they took a massive doo-doo last season. Like I said, they're very confusing. That's yeah. why it's like they, they're, they're on, I, on paper. They look, I, on yeah. paper, they look good, Yeah. but then they go and lose the game by 16 runs. Right. Yeah, they're, no, they're actually the team. I think they're actually the team. I think that's going to keep the keep the delta within eight. They're the, they're that they're, that's the team. Well, I yeah, think. they're going to be the second on there because Tigers, Guardians, Oils. Come on, bro. Yeah, freaking Guardians. It's still very weird to hear. Um, the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. All right. So as I mentioned, there's these teams that like I don't think any of the teams in this division are absolute dog shit. I think there are teams here that can can show signs of. There could be potential. There could be a few teams out here that might surprise some people. 
surprising enough for a wild card spot, guys. Do you see any of these other teams in this division hitting a wild card spot? Trading? Yes or no? And and if no. yes, obviously who? No, nobody. No way. I mean, there's dude that there's only three wild card teams, and we already and I believe last week we talked about the Yankees and the Jays. That one of them is to, actually who, who else was in that uh, in that division that we said? Um, Red Sox, Rays. The, the, okay, Royals there you go. So at least I, I would I would argue that at least the Rays and the the Yankees slash Jays are gonna are gonna make that's two spots. You got to save room for the Angels, obviously. So there's your three. There's no room. Sorry, next year. <laughs> James, you agree? Disagree? Just I mean, I just talked shit about the Twins, so not the Twins, but there is a slight chance the Tigers might actually do something good this year. Mm. Okay, I like because it. I like it. Casey Myers has been pitching out of his mind. Terry Schoolball is looking great. Like they're great pitchers then, right then and there. And they went into free agency and they brought in Michael Pineda from the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, like this team has a all right pitching staff. And like you had said, they brought in Javi Baez. He is a good little player too. He's not here for power, but he's here for contact and is good defensively and can steal the base. Like it's, you're looking at a team that is all around. Okay not terrible and in baseball if you can be consistently okay you're gonna be you're gonna be fine you're gonna do well you don't want you don't necessarily want to win by 16 runs a game then lose by 16 runs the next game you want to be consistently winning three to two three to one you want to be consistent right through there and just win a little bit more than you lose and you have a shot so who would you say doesn't make it then who's the oddball out that's ah, dude. See, that's the, probably the, the whole Angels. American League. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's the whole it's American League. You know? yeah. That's what the American League is way more like the teams are way closer together than the National League. National League, there's a little bit more of a separation. And we, we saw it last year. I think it's going to be the same this year. Like the wild card is going to be fascinating in the American League. Like I don't, it, there's like, I mean, there's three wild card spots. There's going to be like eight teams trying to get into three spots. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be super fun to watch. Um, I think one of the teams in this division can potentially win it. Like I said, I kind of like Cleveland a little bit. I do. Um, it's not a team a lot of people are talking about, but I think Cleveland, if they can stay healthy, they have a really, really good young pitching staff that can really make some noise. They, they but, but, but they got to get some help on, on offense. Obviously you've you got to score some runs, but like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of pitching. I think they have of, of, of these other teams. I think they have the best pitching staff um, to possibly make a run Minnesota there too. But again, they're confusing. So I don't trust them. So I don't know. So- what to, I don't know what to think. So, so do you th- that do you agree that there's going to be two from the east? That's why. Are you I, not, I think are you last, not I think, on that same band? No, I, I do. I, I, I think, I think it's going to be, it's going to be. I, I guess I, it's going to be uh, Tampa Bay and New York. I think from the east. Okay, then, so that means, we got one left, from either from the west. the west or the central. So it, it like I said, it, there's a lot of teams there. I think there's going to be two or three teams from from this division that's going to be fighting for that. And the American League West is also a very competitive division. I think the Angels Actually, take a step I, forward. I think the Mariners are going to be a team that's going to make a lot of noise this year. Obviously, the Astros are going to be there. So I don't know about that. I don't see. I don't know about the Astros. We'll talk about the next week. Yeah, but the Astros lost some pieces, man. And Verlander is supposed to be the guy again at his age, coming off Tommy John. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean the Astros offensively, man. Are they're they're one of the best teams. They 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 hit. But bye bye Carlos Correa. Like that's a tough one. That's, that's a tough to swallow. That's fair. But I'll get you know. Um, they they still got a lot of good bats in that lineup, and I think they're they're kind of one of those teams that they don't have like a big names. I mean, they have Justin Verlander, but past that, 
but they're kind of one of those teams that kind of just always find a way to pitch well. It's kind of like the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Like they just always find there's not like a major Cy Young candidate on their team, but they just consistently pitch well. Like they're just they're very they're very good at um, doing that despite not having those 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 big names. Um, but we'll get into that next week. Um, but I like I like those picks. The like I said, the, this American League wildcard race is going to be insanely fun to watch. I like to there's I think there's going to be a lot of teams from this division. Like I said, the White Sox made the playoffs last year, winning winning the division. No one else from this division made the postseason last year. I think that might change, and I think there's going to be some really interesting things going on in this division with those other teams that, like I said, no one's even on, even close to Chicago. But I think. All four of those teams are kind of in the same boat. Like I said, they're not, none of them are really shitty. None of them are really great. It's going to be a dog fight there in the kind of, in that, in that division. I think there can be a couple of teams that kind of rise from that. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fun to watch, but obviously I think clean sweep here, Chicago wins the division. I don't think we even need to go around the horn for that. Um, so we got the Brewers winning the national league central. We got the white Sox winning the American league central. Um, so yeah, that, that's it for, for, for the uh, central division previews. Um, and next week we're going to move on to our, everyone's favorite, the West coast. That's where all, all of our teams. And that one's going to be fun one to, to talk about for sure. Uh, so join us next week when we talk about the NL and American league West. All right. Thank you, Tyler. That was a great preview. And if you guys had just heard earlier, Tyler said he loves pitching and there's a reason for that. Apparently Tyler had a really great curveball back in the day. And just a quick announcement, Tyler was featured on a podcast recently. Tyler, which one, which one was it? Uh, branching out podcast. Uh, so that episode will drop out tomorrow. I did get to plug TLDR podcast on that when I was interviewed for that podcast. So uh, that was fun. Uh, so my good friend, uh, David Lopez, we went to high school together. He, he works for the newspaper there in Thousand Oaks as a, po- a, a sports podcast there. So I got to be uh, a guest on his podcast. Super fun. So thank you, uh, David Lopez, for having me on that podcast. Branching out podcast. Um, maybe we can send out a link to it or whatever on, on, on our Twitter. So we can kind of. Is the logo a, a tree? It is a tree. It's thousand out there, <laughs> branching out. Get it? <laughs> oh no, that is yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I Good just job, I, I talk a little bit about you know my my very very uh, short pitching career uh, and kind of how I got into athletic training and all that stuff. So take 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 a listen to it. Sounds boring. Just kidding. It sounds great. Everybody goes into it. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. And in the meantime, I don't know, go listen to that episode. It should be out by the time this is out. Uh, but come back after that's over because we're going to go over the goat bracket. See you then. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a lot of fun listening to that episode. If you did, if you didn't, that's cool. You hung out with us, listen to some music, maybe listen to an ad. I don't know what Tyler puts in there. Uh, but we're going into round two of our GOAT bracket today. This lineup, this this bracket is going to be kind of ridiculous. It's only round two, and I have, whew, I, I'm having trouble with the first one. So here we are. We're going to go straight into it. Round one, or bracket what, one. What Jordan, division are we in? In the Jordan bracket. Okay, sorry. I didn't know if you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going Jordan versus Magic. I mean, it's Michael Jordan for me, man. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, I'm gonna have to agree. I don't like agreeing with this one, but I, I like I said, I'm a, I'm a big Magic fan. Uh, is it, if, if it's in terms of favorites, I like. I personally like Magic Johnson better, but if we're talking greatest of all time, it's gotta be MJ in this in, in this matchup. And to me, you know, the fact that Michael Jordan saved the Looney Tunes the way he did—that's that true. Crazy. That is. 
Yeah, so did LeBron. What does that say? He's not in this discussion, so. (laughs) He will be later. Keep that in mind. That's that's a tough one for me to swallow here because Magic was great. And Magic could have been... Magic could have been like the best to ever do it had he not gotten AIDS, but he did. So Jordan moves on to the next round. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar versus Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Oh my God. Over Kareem? Actually, I'm going to have to say Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps here. Michael Phelps. Oh my God. Why are you guys agreeing? This is not fun. Michael well, Phelps beats it, it, out Kareem. Look, Michael Phelps, he, he, he's the most decorated Olympian of all time. Yeah. And no one's come close yet. I mean, the yeah. other, I mean, we do we do have a couple uh, a couple swimmers now that that maybe could do it, but Michael Phelps, that was the reason you watched the Summer Olympics. That's the that's who we watched. That's who we gave a shit about. Uh, he he is the best American Olympian, actually the best Olympian in terms of medals of all time. So that is literally the goat. <laughs> he is the goat of swimming. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Bo Jackson versus Joe DiMaggio. Bo Jackson. Joe DiMaggio. Oh. Bo I say I say Bo Jackson just because, like I said, I think doing it in two different sports. Joe DiMaggio, incredible. And I think a lot of baseball purists would probably punch me in the face for saying that because obviously Joe DiMaggio compared to Bo Jackson baseball career, it's Joe, it's Joe, Joe DiMaggio, period. But we're talking about the full career. I mean, Bo Jackson played different sports. I mean, that's just I, the only reason I picked Joe DiMaggio is because James was mad because we were green. So I know who was going to pick Bo Jackson. So I was not worried about it. It's just Joe DiMaggio reminds me of DiGiorno. That's oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's not wow. delivery. It's DiGiorno. That, that, that's where you're going. <laughs> Hey, I don't know who Joe DiMaggio is, man. Yeah, he moved on last round. Like, it's Joe DiMaggio. Oh, man. It's Joe DiMaggio. Oh, so Bo Jackson moving on to the next round. Uh, next up, we got Walter Payton versus Babe Ruth. Uh, Babe Ruth. Yeah. I, uh, I see. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to agree <laughs> because I, I want James to have a say. How about you say it? You be the Walter type. Payton. Walter Payton, because I it's it's a different era. Um, Babe Ruth played in an era where they smoked and ate hot dogs during their. I don't know, which is why it was more impressive. Also, Babe Ruth has way more cooler nicknames. What is his name, Tyler? You looked this up. What's his name? It's not George, Babe. George Herman Ruth is his actual name. But he's also known as, you know, the Great Bambino, the, the Sultan of SWAT. SWAT, the King of Clash. King of Crash, man. King of Crash, man. The Great Bambino. Does Babe Ruth have, have an award name after him? No. Walter Payton <laughs> he does. He, he has a con- he has a he has a, a contest Ruth- named after him though, or the challenge. <laughs> Yes, that's even that's yeah, that's even better. Be he is a drinking human game. being. Yeah, it's named after drinking beer and eating hot dogs, and making yeah, and 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 hitting dingers every <laughs> um, single day of your life. And, and I'm, make, I'm gonna make a lot of money doing. Uh, it. I don't even know what to pick here. I have no idea. Walter Payton, man of the year. <laughs> yeah, fine. Seriously? No, it's Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, what's that? <laughs> Whew, I'm sorry, there for a second, bud. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> that's not cool. Okay, now we're moving on to the next bracket. It's the Gretzky bracket. Wayne Gretzky versus Gordy Howe. I pick Gordy Howe. Oh my God, Tyler, Tyler, um, pick Gretzky and make Tyler make Jaden yeah, freak the I'm fuck gonna, out. I'm definitely gonna go Gretzky. Um, like I said, he is the great one for a reason. Gordy Howe, amazing respect, awesome career. Hey, James, but you picked Gordy Howe for a reason Just, because you wanted me to tie it up. Like, oh, absolutely. I want to see who you want. 
look, it, I'm looking. It, it, it's 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 Wayne Gretzky. Uh, the 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 fact. I mean, he, he look. The the, the Gordy Howe, Mister Hockey, was the guy who was the original, you know, ambassador for the sport. When he died, we saw Wayne know that he needs to take the mantle, and he has in every single facet of his life. He is the reason that hockey is here in California. He's the reason that hockey is so great here in, in the United States. He's still doing great things for the sport. Even though Gordy Howe was the father, the the prodigal, the the the, the, the so quote unquote son has taken over the mantle and is doing it in the best. So of does that mean that Connor McDavid is the Holy spirit? You very well could say that we'll see it. The thing about Connor McDavid is he's fucking dull. He's so, so is Gretzky. Gretzky <laughs> and fucking he's Lady not, he, 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 he's out, he has, he's, he's not as outspoken as, you know, like a, like a, sh- you know, shack or someone, but he's, he, he actually is outspoken. I have, I get nothing from Connor McDavid. So unless he can actually get a personality, no, Sorry, Crosby is your uh, is your Holy Spirit. Yeah, seems blasphemous. Moving on, we got Joe Montana versus Mike Tyson. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, I mean, I love Mike Tyson, but I think I'm gonna have to go with Joe Montana on this one. Joe Montana, man, come yeah, okay, on, Joe Montana. It is. Uh, Floyd Mayweather versus John Jones. <laughs> Who's John also Jones? Know again? John Jones is. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> UFC fighter. Oh, yeah. So obviously Floyd's moving on. Yeah, Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the best Hakeem. boxer, right? Basically. He's Floyd. undefeated. Technically. He's... Is, is, yeah, is, he's is John defensive. Jones undefeated? I don't know. I know he's broken a lot of people's wills to live. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's probably true. Uh Hakeem Olajuwon, who Tala doesn't really know, but has a great name, versus Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. All right. Well, well, we this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then Bobby Orr. Fucking Bobby Orr. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Moving on to the next bracket, we got Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, Brady. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Willie Mays versus Mike Trout. Willie Mays. Mike Trout. Don't do it, James. <laughs> <laughs> the power is within Don't your hands now. I know who you want to pick. Don't do it. I'm going to do it, man. I'm picking Mike Trout. Fucking <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> what That's an upset, brutal. man. Who has a greater war? Hmm. Mike Trout does. And the fact of the matter is, like, That's I. One I, stat. Okay. He can surpass Willie Mays in any other stat given longevity. He has like 13 more years on his contract. He's but not he there will yet. Be. It's too he early. Is it? Is it? It is. Who's Mike, made more money in the Trout, career? Mike Trout's career Mike isn't Trout. ripe yet. Yeah, it's not time to pick him from the tree of baseball careers. Willie Mays is just—he's Willie fucking Mays, guys. That's cool. Only but had I two Mike Trout. How many MVPs does Mike Trout have already? I don't know. Like six, two, three, <laughs> two or three, three already. Maybe three. I think he's three. Yeah, he literally has like he literally has eleven more years on that four hundred and thirty-five million dollar contract. All right, and we get to uh, we get I'm, to go. I'm clearly outnumbered on this one. There's no way to convince you guys, dude. Though. It's tough. It's tough though. I call bullshit, but it's fine. I can't <laughs> I call bullshit in a lot of. I can't. I can't win them all, so it's all good. Taco Bell got bumped out of the first round of the of the, of the fast food <laughs> yeah. bracket, so this is karma now coming back around. I get it. It's all good. 
I should get Taco Bell for dinner. That sounds cool. I should too. Yeah, we should get Taco I'm Bell. Not, I'm not getting Taco Bell. But you guys yeah. <laughs> He's getting Chipotle. Go Del Taco. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to the next one, we got Lou Gehrig versus Ronaldo. Mm. Uh, Lou Gehrig. I want James to be the. I want James. Guy. I'm going to say Ronaldo. Lou Gehrig, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Got that I was a. Uh, I was a Phi Delta Theta back in college, so that was kind of the disease we we like philanthropized a lot more. So Lou Gehrig it is. Boom. Uh, moving on to the last one of this bracket, we got Cy Young versus Messi. Damn. Uh, Cy Young has a name after him. Kind of, he, does have, he does have an award. <laughs> Messi, though, I don't know. He hasn't, he's never won the World Cup, correct? But. I don't You're think he's soccer questions. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think Argentina has won a World Cup with Messi. If 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 he had, I would have gone Messi. But I'm gonna go Sion. Is he um, looking? He think he's looking it up. James, you 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 say it. Sion, yeah, because I the dude has an award, man, and that's the <laughs> only reason why I know who he is. Yeah. But he's a great, he, yeah, he's he, a great pitcher. So. He, he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that. So. Does Messi have an award out in the him? I don't think so. Uh, no. No. But he's so good. Okay. In our last bracket, we got Tiger versus Serena. Ooh. Tiger Woods. I'm going to go Serena Williams. Ooh. Yeah. James got the power. Yeah. I'm going Tiger, man. Ooh. He dominated golf for years upon years so upon years. Long. And Serena has a twin. <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? She didn't dominate all that well because Venus was also right there know. with her. I could be wrong. I don't know too much about tennis, but I'm going Tiger. Yeah, like, Tiger did it for so long at such a young age. He he revolutionized the game. Yeah. I know she she may have toe, but not to the same extent. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know tennis all that well. I'm kind of regretting my decision to pick Serena. Can I go Tiger? Just make it a clean sweep. Sure, I mean he moved on already, but yeah, yeah no. that's fine. Just for my own, for my own moral. I called Toronto, and it was actually a goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now you're winning 17-0. Sick. Let's go. <laughs> Made no impact whatsoever. Yeah. I fucking love Tiger. <laughs> All right, let's go. Keep going. Roger Clemens versus Randy Moss. Randy Moss, because I don't like Roger Clemens. Randy Moss. Cool. I agree. Randy Moss did it with so many different teams and dominated every step of the way. This is a tough one. Um, Kobe versus Braun. Uh, I mean, this is a tough one. And uh, I think for basketball purposes, you're looking at just statistics. We're not looking at just statistics. We're looking at the greatest ever. All right. Well, then Kobe. Cool. I'm going to say LeBron. I'm going Kobe, man. If you left it up to me, I'm picking Kobe. If if it was left up to me. I wanted you to be the guy. To say it, Kobe would be the winner of this entire thing. Uh, Kobe may not have been a saint as a person or a human being, but he instilled his mentality upon so many people, and everybody in basketball now knows of him. Like everybody plays in the NBA is playing basketball because of Kobe. You ask anybody about that, like they just asked the rookie Scotty Barnes from Toronto, they asked him, like, What does LeBron mean to you? And it was like, Uh, I don't know. I, I watched a lot of Kobe growing up, so I looked up to Kobe, but Braun was just kind of there. And that's kind of what's echoing throughout the entire thing. Braun is a winner. Braun has the most amount of 
will have the most amount of points by the time his career is over. But Kobe revolutionized the game and changed it to what it is today. Kobe and doesn't so, set I, out for having sore knees. Kobe, Kobe shot two free throws on a torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. He played with his left hand because he couldn't shoot with his right because he tore up his shoulder. Like, this dude is the definition of toughness. Yep. And I applaud him for that. Kobe's moving on. Thank God. Last but not least, we have Dale Earnhardt Sr. versus Sean White. Sean White. I don't know shit about NASCAR. Sean White. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll, I'll say Dale Earnhardt Sr. just so James can be the, the guy. Dale Earnhardt Sr. is moving on. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, he's, he, I, think, I, I, I think he's his... Well, I, mean, it, I mean, I don't know. You don't know shit about first NASCAR, of all, dude. But first he, of all, Dale Earnhardt was one of the most feared NASCAR drivers there was. He was literally nicknamed the Intimidator for his driving style. He died on the racetrack. Like, he died driving. Like, if that's not passion, dedication to your sport, I don't know what is. Until Sean White dies on the half pipe. Yeah, just Sean White fucking die on a half pipe to make it worth it? <laughs> Sean White was the 15th seed and Dale Earnhardt was the 10th seed, so it is not an upset. What? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you're Agreed wrong. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt's going to get knocked out next round anyway, well, so it's going to matter. To be like- fair, to be fair, uh, not that I'm regretting um, Sean White's uh, Sean White, but who 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 last year or last week? Who do we say that he who, who Simone talked? Biles? Yeah, so yeah, Simone Biles should have moved on, <laughs> in my opinion. But but would she? But but would she have beat Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Absolutely. I would pick I think Simone you. Biles too over this one, but yeah, fucking brutal man. But that's how brackets work, man. It's like you, not UNC, but yeah, UNC, UNC. or. Gonzaga being upset. You know, it's just what it is. So that concludes our go bracket round two. Check in next week for round three and then the semifinals and then the finals because I got to get the draft going for the NFL. And that also concludes episode 91 of TLDR podcast, which is yet to be named. You'll know about the name before we do. Um, And check out Tyler on his new guest podcast from the branches. Is that right? (laughs) What's it called? <laughs> it's called branching, branching out. out, dude. <laughs> branching out, not from the branches. Oh, where he talks goodness. about throwing a curveball for about two innings before he retired and went to go be an AT. So that's fun. <laughs> that's the gist of it. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. Don't listen to it now. Yeah, don't listen to it. Actually, go listen to it. Go support from the branches. Oh my god! Yeah, from the- branching out. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Yo, out. we're not gonna get a shout out on this one ever oh, again. God. Um, okay, we're good. Woosah. That concludes episode 91, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us week in, week out, day in, day out. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your spirit animal. I don't know. Tell people we want to grow this podcast. We're doing our best here. Check us out on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And uh, we're going to have a good week. We hope you do too. We'll see you next week.